to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Everyone, yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy that you are here with us today on Living Within the Sweet Spot. I am an author, a coach, and a speaker. I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help people deeply partner their life with God, clarify and define their God-given life purpose, and tap into the Trinity and all there is to offer so that they can reach their goals higher than they ever dreamed possible. I lead them to a place where they're empowered by the work they do, the health they're in, and the relationships they have. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That's Matthew 19, 26. So let's go ahead and get started. So we are currently in the last section of my book. Have no fear. I am so excited when this book is over. We're also going to just take random topics that still always relate to the book, but there we're going to have freedom to do all kinds of things, the things that you guys are looking for. So keep the messages coming. We are at like 130 messages from you all asking for topics. So we are just going to start going through them randomly. But for now, we're in a great place in this book. We're finally getting to the legacy that Jesus left behind and how we can carry it out. So for new listeners, and I see that there are new listeners every single week. So thank you. Tune in here every Wednesday at 9 Central Time, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. But get here because um, when you're new, I want you to understand this whole book process. We had six parts of the book. We're in the sixth part right now. And they were sequential for a reason. The first part of the book was about partnering your life with God. And it was called, I am his and he is mine. The second part of the book, after we get truly partnered with God and we know we're claimed by God, we are his child and we are, um, we are with him, he's with us. Then we go into this looking at ourselves and understanding that, you know, we, we don't need to be perfect. Jesus was, but we are perfectly imperfect and we have to understand, uh, get rid of our setbacks, get rid of our hangups in our life and move on and start being in a whole place through Christ. So we're able to then go out and carry out our life purpose. When we get hung up on our past and the things that have set us back and all these these negative things, these imperfections that we have, that means we're living in the world. We're stuck on the imperfections. God is not a man of imperfections. He's a God of perfect. All right? So when we're with God, we can see ourselves through God's eyes. And we know that we don't need to live by that anymore. We can we can keep growing and learning and be more. So then we go to that growing part. Wise choices work. So first we partner with God. I am his. He is mine. The next thing is perfectly imperfect. That was the second part of the book. Now we're in wise choices works. That's where you start making those plans. And the life coaching really comes to, to play here. When I coach with people... I think to myself, what a shame it is when we have coaches out there that immediately just start coaching. They immediately jump to, okay, what, what do you want to accomplish? These are our goals. And they haven't done any of the groundwork. And that's why I know that I see such success happen with my people is because they deeply partner their life with God. They get in a whole place and then they start to work on their plan. All right, so then the fourth part is mistakes matter. And what I want people to know is once you have those plans and we think we're perfect through God's eyes, we can't think 
that we as human beings in these sinful fleshy bodies are going to be perfect because we're not Jesus. So we're going to be screwing up. We need to know how to bounce back. We need to know how to tap into God so that we can use our mistakes to actually take us to a new level, to actually grow and increase and do more. Okay, so then the then after that, after after we do this mistakes matter, we're in a good place and there's one thing that holds us back. One thing that I see over and over again, and this is why I added this section into my book at the last minute, and it's called Forgiveness Fulfills. That's what we just finished doing because I knew that so many people were getting in these good places. They had good plans. They were bouncing back from their mistakes. And if there was ever anything that would hold them back, it was past hurts that just had a foothold on them. Or it was the understanding that they got themselves in the right place. But that doesn't mean the rest of the world is in a right place. And we know we need to know how to work with other people, how to forgive other people, how to offer grace. And so forgiveness fulfills. Then we're in now. Okay, so we are now in the legacy design for you. So we know we have four sections. We just been talking about the problem. If we don't sort of embrace this place that Jesus did come here and he did leave us a legacy to move forward, that's what the problem was. You know, we talked about um, maybe feeling life purpose, purposeless, maybe feeling kind of at a loss. Like, isn't there something more? Um, all these things are what we discussed last week. Get to those because a lot of us live there where we've done a good job. We've, we've worked the system um, in this world well. And we've been kind and loving. But if we haven't really stepped into all of it and understood that the Trinity is there for, for us and can take us even further, then that, that can be a problem. So now we're in the Word. So we have the problem. We consider what the Word is. That's this week right now. I'm going to go through some biblical verses that are really going to help you. The next week, we're going to talk about what your gifts are if you follow what the Word is. And very last is legacy for you you have to make a choice you're either in or you're out okay you're with me or you're against me that's scary right but that's what god said you're with me or you're against me you don't need to be perfect when you're with them that was jesus's job <laughs> we just we get to make some mistakes but we do have to have a heart that's either with him or not and so that's that's coming right now we're going to talk about the word and i really want to break this down into two two ways so first there's this sort of Understanding that the word is the living legacy. Understanding that the Bible, we don't, we don't necessarily all use the Bible. And, you know, you've been watching week after week and new people coming in. You might be thinking, okay, um, yeah, yeah, I have a Bible, but you, you haven't cracked it open much. But when we, we need to know there's verses and biblical truths saying that it's living and breathing. And when we start to accept that and believe that, it starts to work in us more. So that's the first thing we're going to talk about. The last thing is you need to know that there's a purpose that we all have, and that is the legacy left behind. And so what is our purpose? What did Jesus leave us, ask us to do when he left? Because if we can align whatever work we're doing with the purpose that God and Jesus left for us, and we can tap into all of its truth, understanding, strength, power through the, the living word and through the Trinity, we're going to get some places. We're going to do some good work. All right. So let's just first break this down into a couple ways. In the book, I talk about faith. 
So, and then I talk about, okay, the written word. Then I talk about wisdom. And then I talk about the Holy Spirit. So we're going to try to look at some verses that affect all these things because all these things help us carry out our life purpose and help us carry out the legacy that Jesus left for us. So the first one is faith. So we need to know that the legacy of Jesus is left to those who believe and have faith. And we need to keep that, and we need to know that to always continue to grow. So why do I say such a bold statement? It almost seems inclusive um, or exclusive, right, for those who believe. But there's, but, but I want you to know some verses that kind of justify and explain that. And everyone is um, welcomed in to this belief. Everyone is asked, but we don't all take, take it up. You know, we don't step into it. So listen to Ephesians 2.8. So now faith is confidence in what we, ha- what we hope for and assurance about we d- what we do not see. Well, sorry, that's Hebrew 11. And then listen to this. For it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift from God. By faith, it's a gift from God. Okay, so, so listen to this then. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Again, I'm getting back to like, you don't have to be perfect. It's not about your works. It's about where your heart is, keeping that close in your mind. And then consistently, faith comes from hearing the message. Faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. And that's Romans 10, 17. And so we just need to know that living, listen, getting to the word, letting the word work in us is really going to do a lot to increase our faith. And we know that we get to step into this legacy and we're carrying out the legacy of Jesus when we believe. So if we want faith and we want to believe, we can get to the word and it'll help make that clear. Okay, so now let's really look at what the Bible, the Bible, why that's important. So we know that the Bible is one of the most amazing gifts that was left behind for us. I pray that this book, the show, kind of gets people to a new place of wisdom because as you start to get to the word, you are, you're more wise. You hear things and you can discern, okay, wait, that's, that's not right. But prior to hearing it and prior to getting to the word, I remember, I'm going to take you on a little trip. <laughs> I remember when I first started learning the word and I was old. I mean, I don't know, to each his own, but I felt like I was, I was old, but um, we, my husband and I were at a very conservative church and some of the people there, and I respected that, didn't believe in drinking. And I remember thinking this was so odd. I didn't know a lot about um, the Bible, but I kept thinking this is so weird because Jesus drank wine. I don't understand like how this cannot be. And then as I started to get into the word and it started to compel me that, okay, well, I don't want to over drink. And then I don't want to get to the place where I don't make wise decisions because I'm swayed and altered. My opinions altered because I've drank too much or whatever. And slowly then as I got into the word, I kept seeing more and more verses that were never said, don't drink. It said, don't be drunk. And just understanding that the, the gift, but if you don't get to the word, you never see that. There's a lot of verses that we're going to talk about here about people who um, aren't able to hear and understand. Um, they, they don't know it, so they're not able to understand it. 
And so once you start to know God and have this heart that wants to know more, you slowly start to understand more and get more clarity. So let's look here. So the word. So here's some verses. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming from? And where is this that he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. So the scoffers are doubting and they're like, if, if this is true, it would be here by now. And, you know, we're today in this world kind of dealing with some of this. People think that religion's silly and we don't need it. And they think that, you know, just love everyone. It's all good. And we have to understand that, you know, they're doing the best they can, but they're not in that place. And our hearts, if our hearts are, we got to step into it and be strong that way. Listen to this one. This is one of my favorite verses. This is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servants of God, servant of God, may be thoroughly equipped in every good work. So once again, you notice the servant of God. So that's somebody who's partnered with God. And we can't expect and we can't judge people that are in this place, this God-partnered place. They don't hear it like we do. And we can't expect for them to. And we have to do our best to get them to step into God just a little bit. Maybe it's through love. That's how I came to Christ. Alex Seeley, who was on a few, few weeks ago, that's how she came to Christ, through a deep understanding of love. Sometimes people, many people, people I've coached, through forgiveness, they were able to come to Christ. And it's funny. I can watch people time and time again where they don't understand the word and they can't read the Bible. And they're just like, oh, it's just so much. And oh, I fall asleep. And I want them to know that they shouldn't feel bad that that happens. But then as they sort of come to this place where all of a sudden they're in, they know they're God's. All of a sudden, they accept themselves for who they are, and they just want to be better. They just want to know more. Everything starts to click, and now the word comes alive for them, and they start to see with such clarity. That's what I think is awesome. Okay, so then let's look at Hebrews 4.12. So the, for the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing souls and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It, it, it pierces. It knows. It knows the truth. And it knows where someone's heart is. This is huge. Okay, so then I also want to keep going because we have a few verses on wisdom and the Holy Spirit that I want to touch on because a lot of us want to be wise, right? We want this wisdom that God has. So let's figure this out. Let's look at some of these verses. The world cannot accept him, but it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, and he lives in you. Once you're his, once you are his and he is yours, then you know him, and he knows you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will see me anymore, but I will see them. Okay, so you just have to realize that this place of like partnership between you and God, um, that, that's in John 14, and that's a lot of this last chapter of the book is based off John. 
14, 15, and 16. So let's look at James 1, 5. I found many worldly and universal approaches used by health and well. Oh, this is my, sorry, I got off the line. That's me. I'm going to read this. This is straight a quote out of my book and some message out of my book. But I found many worldly and universal approaches used by health and wellness experts out there. And I felt very called to keep it clear about these approaches. I want to lead, coach, and teach people for holistic health. But I want them to do it in a very Christian-based and philosophical way. But you can do that. I've done that my whole life in a secular setting. My whole life. I've lived out those behaviors. I've stepped into kindness and all those things. Now I just speak it. And there are places where you can speak it and not speak it. And we can say, uh, when I do mission, vision, and value things at work settings, I can either say, live by the golden rule. Or I can say, do unto others as he would do unto you. Okay, so you're still carrying out those beliefs no matter where you're at. Um, You're stepping into the Trinity and all he's asking. But we have to figure out how to get that message across in a way that works and reaches the people. And we need to remember that not everyone can hear this. When we speak the words, it falls on deaf ears for some people. If we can find a way to speak the word in a way that can reach people, all people, that's huge. And we can help them step into it step by step, deeper and deeper. We're going to be bringing on Joel Kessel here soon. And I want you to know that Joel Joel's in the secular world right now, He work-wise. And he, he knows, he personally feels this message, that he does his work personally just like we do. But he carries it out in a very secular way. And he helps people um, of all. He has many um, authors that he helps that are living in the Christian world and carrying out Christian messages. And he works with um, secular business settings, and he's got to help them carry out the message. This is what Jesus is asking of us. He left us with a message that we're supposed to go and share with the world. We need to know how to do this. And last, looks like I'm down to about, I don't know, a minute, 30 seconds here. But I just want to let you know that the Holy Spirit is active. So look at this. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolish and cannot understand them. But they are discerned only through the Spirit. And that's 1 Corinthians. It's essential that we start to plant seeds in people. And that we do it in a way that can get things growing so that they can hear the written word and it can become live in them and they can feel the Holy Spirit start to live and call on it. And so stay tuned with us because we are coming back after the break with Joel Kessel and he's going to help us get our message out on living within the sweet spot. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, 
Success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Living Within the Sweet Spot. I am so happy you are back with us. I have Joel Kessel here. He is a really good friend of mine. He's also a communication strategist, and he really helps people get their message out and then have strategies for moving forward in that. And he, like I've, I've mentioned in the earlier part of the show, he, uh, you know, works in the secular setting. And so many of you message me about, you know, uh, you know, I want to follow my life purpose, but I, I don't want to pack up my Bibles and head to another country and start evangelizing there. You know, what am I, what am I called to do? How do I make this work? And I think that Joel's a really great person to have on for this one because he's going to share with us, you know, how we can do this. We, of course, are, and he, he works with Christian authors, um, many of them, and businesses, but he helps people step into their, um, what they believe, their story, and takes it further. So, Joel, take a minute and kind of share with people what you do, your business name and stuff. We're going to be attaching URLs and also on the Voice America channel, your URLs and handles for people to get to you is already listed there, but still for the verbal people or for people listening, go ahead. Great. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for having me on and this opportunity to talk about this and love what you're doing. So um, I've had Kessel Communications for, gosh, 19 years now. I've been working professionally in the communications world for about 25 years. And, you know, I think like a lot of us, when we first start off professionally, it's, it's you know, we get that job of, you know, we're making a living and, and that's where our focus is. But at, the older we get, uh, I think the more questions we ask ourselves and we, we grow and evolve and I'm certainly no, no different. And, you know, I've certainly grown and evolved just in as little as the last five to 10 years in, you know, asking questions, what am I doing? Why am I here? What is my purpose? All of these things that you're that you're talking about. And it's just really cool to, to be where I'm at right now, where I have that clarity that you talked about in the first segment uh, to go out and really help others with their message mm-hmm. and help them then clarify that message. And how can they get it out? You know, one of the things I, I, I came up with a few years ago is meaningful work in a meaningful way. I want to work with people who feel and believe that they are doing meaningful work. And then I can help them get that meaningful work out in a meaningful way. And what I mean by that is, what's the strategy behind that? We're in a world where we're inundated with so much information, information overload. How do you cut through that noise? And I know we'll, we'll talk a lot about that, but it's really, you know, I'm helping a lot of authors, consultants, executives, companies, uh, you know, just get their arms around that and help navigate 
through this process of getting their story and their message out. Yeah, I really like that. You know, I got a quote off your website that I'm just going to read. And I and I don't know if it's your quote, but maybe it says Joe Kessel. If it doesn't, you go put your name under it because I really okay. like it. it's on the header of your website. It says, progress, growth, success doesn't just happen. It's intentional, strategic, and transformative. Uh, and I think, I think that is huge because our growth in our walk with Christ and God and the Trinity doesn't happen by accident. It's intentional. It's strategic. And it's transformative. I love that. I'm going to use that and plaster your name all over that if it's not there. But um, that's what we're that's what we're doing now. You know that, and you and I talked before the show. We're like, okay, how how do we want to spin this out? Because we know that what you do is already such a great mix. And my people need to hear this is, you know, how do I balance the secular world also with this trying to, you know, you want to reach. You can't just stay in your Christian place and just never you know the, the point is we need to be fishers of men so we have to right. how to be in both places and so um you know you have a couple things i know you talk about how we can reach attract and repel and you also have a quote that i want you to talk about but you know god's a good example and jesus is a good example of sharing his message so what is this attracting and repelling and what is this quote yeah clarity attracts confusion repels Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. uh, Clarity attracts, confusion repels. So, yes, I'm working in the secular world, and I need to make money and and make a living and provide for my family and and grow in in those areas so I can even do more um, Mm -hmm. with the people I'm trying trying to work with. So the clearer I can be with my message Mm -hmm. and how I can help people, then I'm going to attract those people. You, You say in your book, uh, you know, what if we try to help, but they can't or won't hear us? If they hear nothing or rebuke, then just love them in their presence and go to those who hear or will listen. Mm-hmm. So the clearer I can be, those people who are ready, those people who are listening and mm-hmm. want what I have, then they're going to step forward. So it's, you know, it goes back to uh, the, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's another quote I love that I heard uh, a while back is I'm in the business of helping people. I'm not in the business of convincing people they need help. So I think mm-hmm. it all kind of ties back into to what we're saying. So the clearer I can be, then the more likely I'm going to be able to help those people who are ready and, and want that help of clarifying their message and their story and how they can get that out. Now, on the flip side of that, confusion repels. I mean, think about it this way. You go through a drive-thru and there's no menu and someone comes on the speaker and says, yeah, what do you want? Well, what do you have? But, you know, th- there's confusion. I'm going to drive. I'm never going to go back to that place again. Yeah. If we are very, if we're trying to be all things to, to everyone, there's a lot of confusion there and it's going to lead to a lot of frustration, no work, no one's going to hear our message because we're not clear on it. And okay. I got to interrupt you. Don't leave. Don't lose your thought. I do. Well, sorry. But, um, but think of Jesus. Like, what if he was, what if he heard the message? What if he like was wishy-washy? What if he changed the story halfway through? His message was so consistent, no matter who he was with. It never changed if he was with the high and mighty by the world standards, or if it was with 
you're, you know, you're, you're prostitute or whatever, you know, he, his message was clear and it never changed. You I bingo. Always clear, always concise, always helpful. It was sort of, you know, you can follow me. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, are you listening and are you ready to step forward? Yeah. So you're exactly you- right. You said that convincing. You said, you know, that that's not good. If you're in the place of trying to convince someone, and I can't say that's even how Jesus went anyway. If you really look at his stories, it wasn't of convincing. It was like you said, it was helping. It was yes. through helping and loving and serving that they then were convinced. But he didn't do it through. Yeah, that's good. And, and it's interesting because, you know, look, I run my own business. I have to sell right? And yeah. to a lot of people, selling is just this taboo word. Sales and marketing is just scary. And, you know, I look at it this way. Sales is serving or selling is serving. Marketing is storytelling. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to I've, and it took me a while to get to this place. It was a mind shift for me, but, you know, having faith and trusting in God, it, it's having that mindset of, look, here's who I am. Here's how I help people. And if, if you feel I can help, then let's talk. If not, that's okay. I mm-hmm. want you, I, you know, serving is my word. You mm-hmm. know, I was challenged uh, a few weeks ago at a retreat about what's your why and can you condense it down to one word? And my word is serve. And if I have that mindset always to just help that person in front of me and walk away knowing that I've helped them in some way, whether they pay me or not, that's okay. I can wake up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror, know that I am doing what Jesus would want me to do. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. And you gave us a beautiful segue into my next question, which you might not know I was going to ask you. So um, you said selling, sales is selling. Selling is, yeah. Selling is, selling is serving, marketing is storytelling. Thank you. And I know this. I've heard that before. But um, storytelling, I mean, that is how Jesus did much of his teaching through storytelling. Um, kind of share with us a little bit about the kind of um, delivery of storytelling and why it's so important in your mind. Yeah. Well, you know what? Jesus was a, a smart guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he knows that he knew that storytelling, that, that sticks, People remember the stories. If I were to come up to you and just tell you a bunch of messaging, um, it would go in one ear and out the other. But if I tell you a story of an organization or a company that I have helped and the transformation that they've had, now you remember that story and you remember, you know, the message and how we were able to clarify that message and, and strategically help them, you know, get that out through storytelling. So, you know, a lot of times organizations, uh, no fault of their own. They just, I, I think they don't know otherwise that they're trying to sell. They're trying to say how wonderful they are and how awesome their product is. Well, that's great. I want to know what you've done to help people or to help someone who is using your product or service. Tell me that story because mm-hmm. now I can better identify with that person and be able to see more clearly how that company or that organization may be able to help me. Mm-hmm. So okay. in the, in the professional ahead. world, it's testimonials, right? It's getting endorsements. It's, it's those things. It's getting other people to, to share their story, if you will. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting that you even bring that up. It's kind of you you share your story and you help and serve and then it moves on and it carries to the next person. And that's exactly how the word spread in, in the beginning of times. Mm-hmm. But, um, I really want us to kind of consider this thought of, um, you know, Jesus's consistency and where his heart was as he was storing, telling his story, because we have that and we see that you, you alluded to the business person that's just sort of like, this is what I do, bing, 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 bing. And when those stories can come from the heart, people hear the heart. They don't always hear the details, but they hear, they hear how believable you are. And, and that's what we need to remember, whether we're in the secular world and, and earning an income and, and don't worry, that's good too, because, you know, you're going to go home with that money. What are you going to do? Are you going to have a servant's heart with that money? And are you going to lead your family well with that money? So try not to get hung up. Those people calling in and listening in about whether, you know, I'm, I'm working for God or not. You are. If you're serving and you're loving, you are. But, yes. but being able to share your story in a believable way is by doing it really with your heart behind it. Absolutely. What do you Oh, absolutely. Be genuine, authentic. Um, you know, if I could share a story, yeah. now that we're on this topic. This just happened uh, this week. I, I did a webinar for uh, a nonprofit association. And like I do at the end of all of those, hey, listen, if you want to talk further, here's a way to reach out and con- contact me. Happy to talk with you. And just in the way that I am, uh, where I am in my career and that helpful servant mentality um, that that clearly comes across now, and every time I speak and present. So a woman reached out to me. We had a call yesterday, and she is stuck. And she totally opened up, and she said, "I could just tell on that webinar the kind of person that you are." And you know, I can't sell that. I can't tell people, "Hey, I'm a good guy." You know, it's it's those stories and and showing up filled up. And being authentic and being true to yourself. And, you know, it's interesting because there are so many parallels. I feel hearing you and, and, and knowing what Jesus, you know, did and is, is done for us. And I'm trying to, to walk, you know, in his steps, you know, with that servant heart, being helpful, being a clear communicator, helping people tell stories. It's like, wow, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty incredible. So, mm-hmm. You know, I was able to help this woman yesterday in gaining clarity and helping her get unstuck so she can continue to grow and go in the right direction, whatever success looks like for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to give a little plug for Joel, too, because part of why this show even exists is because of Joel. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, this, this message of you're communicating your heart and, and your care for the, for the truth and and that's what Joel did you know when I called this I call I, I was gonna I wasn't gonna I was gonna do the show I wasn't gonna and talk to Joel and the reason why I mean I have probably three go-to people carryover runners one of them you know I have my my church pastor kind of leadership people and and then I called you and I don't even know why you know you helped me communicate my message for my book but it wasn't like, you know, I was receiving extra coaching for ongoing things, but I just knew you would speak truth. And, yes. and there's so many um, similarities, like we're saying, about just doing good work wherever you're at and what the Bible says. And when I wanted to go to truth, I knew where I'd get it from. 
That's the kind of person that you want to be, whether you're in your secular job, whether you're, um, you know, really, you know, I don't know, working for the church, whatever. You really need to understand that all these philosophies built into all these ways that God is teaching and asking of us, they work everywhere. They work when you're raising your kids. They work when and people are attracted to that. They hear the truth and they know it and they want it. Okay, so Joel, um, our time is starting to slip away. You can elaborate on this because we're down to about, I don't know, three, four minutes. Okay. So if there was like one thing that I always tell people, you need to get it. There's a lot of people that listen to this and it continues, it's evergreen. So it will continue to be played over and over and over again. So a lot of people are going to hear this. But um, if there was one thing that you really wanted to teach or share with people to really think on. Now, be thinking these are people that are in other countries and, um, you know, working in secular world, working in the Christian world, um, maybe people who are on the fence. What's something that you really want them to think on? Wow, you set this up with no no pressure for me, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, you know what, if there's one thing, and, and I, this is my, part of my prayer request every morning, is that I bless someone. I don't know when that opportunity is going to come, but there are opportunities throughout the day for all of us to bless someone else in some way. Call it random acts of kindness. I don't know. But you know in the world that we live in today with social media and, and news and 24-7 access, we see all of this negativity and bad stuff going on throughout the world and and right in our own backyards. But there is a lot of good out there. And I think if if all of us can wake up every day and and have that on your mind to say, who can I bless today? What can I do today to improve someone's life, lift them up, encourage them? I know that this, we do live in a good world. You know, if you really pull back the curtain and do some searching, there is a lot of good happening out there. And I just, that's my one thing is just to challenge each of us to look for that one thing. Again, we don't know when that opportunity is going to come, but let's just bless each other. I love that. I love that. It's so consistent with that quote because the last part is, you know, it's intentional. Mm -hmm. Intentionally just be strategic. Look to each day. Look for the opportunity that you can bless someone. And, you know, that's how Jesus did his work with us. He went out, he, he blessed people over and over again. And, and that's really what this legacy is that we're leaving behind. So I'm going to speak to you all. I want to give Joel a second to kind of share again his website. And he's got a, a link on there to um, go work with him. He'll actually sit down with you, um, specifically just you, and kind of visit with you. And it's free, just one time, to kind of get a feel for what it is that he does. And, and he can help people in an hour, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, but, but I want us to really think on this idea that Jesus came here for one purpose. And it was to love and serve us and, and lead us to God. And he knew he was going to have to leave. And when he left... He left us with the Holy Spirit. So he left and God sent the Holy Spirit because Jesus asked for the Holy Spirit to be here, to live around us so that we wouldn't have to live without Jesus, without anyone. We'd have the Holy Spirit every day, living, breathing, moving around us. The Holy Spirit is around us, whether we know it or not, he's there. We just don't all step into it. I have one minute left. I'm going to tell you a quick story. 
I was the director of nursing in the nursing home. And I had had, I'd been back at night, my little girls in their sleeping bags were in my office. It was in the evening. I was working away and one of the nurses called and I went running down the hall. It was a blood curdling call, you know, where you know somebody's falling down the steps or something horrible. And, and yeah, one of our patients who um, had had a stroke and, and, fell his neck he was in his chair and his neck had cut off his breathing and quickly put him back into the bed and um, when I put him back down in bed and he'd been suffering from the stroke for years and lived a hard life I put him back in bed and he took a big breath and his airway came back and he came to life and instantly I tears came in my eyes and I thought what did I do I couldn't, I couldn't let him go. And it just broke my heart. And for weeks, I um, kind of self-doubted this, like, oh, I took him away and he, he could have gone and I felt horrible. But during those weeks, he got pneumonia, of course, from the drool and stuff from being cut off for so long. And for two weeks, his family loved on him, came into his room for two weeks. They vigiled over him while he passed. And I was at a garage sale hunting with my mom and my sister one Saturday, and I'd still been riddled with this. And I guess I got quiet, and I remember looking at the clock, and it was like 9.37. I was kind of surprised that they were on time because they're always late. And um, and I got real quiet, and my mom said, hey, Nikki, what's, what's going on? And I told her the story, and I said, just, I don't know, it just it's always on my mind. It was it really just thought of it. A few minutes later, it happened again, and then it happened again. And I remember feeling uplifted. And I was sort of like, um, I, this is so weird. I feel like he just said thank you to me. And I kind of just let it go. And I went to work in the morning on Monday morning. Under my door was a death certificate. And it was his. And it was 937. That's the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is living and breathing around all of us. And are we aware to it? And do we share stories? And do we impact others with the truth? Little things that we can do and say that will make a huge difference and help people get there. So go ahead, come back to us. We are going to be back with our question and answers on Living Within the Sweet Spot. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel and Joel Kessel with Fulfill Your Legacy. And I'm so happy that you are back with us. We have two emails that I thought would be absolutely perfect. Keep emailing. I love these. And we're going to be getting into, in two weeks, we're going to be getting into a show where I do more question and answer. And we won't be following the book, many of the topics from the book, but um, but we'll have more time. So keep sending them in. All right. So Nadia. I thought yours was the perfect question, and I know you sent this in, I don't five weeks ago, so thank you, but let's, let's go ahead and get into it. I know Joel will be able to help us. So she says, I'm an accountant, and I have worked for a nonprofit helping individuals who are under financial strain learn money practices and get out of debt and increase their financial viability. The company that I work for is very political and views things much different than I. I got an LLC to go out on my own, doing the same thing, but with a very faith-based foundation. However, or how do I deliver this message without turning some people away? So um, I really like this question because I had the same thing. You know, I helped people, I led people, nurses and organizations, and um, helped people set goals, patients and staff. Um, my whole life, 20-some years for a non-Christian organization, hospitals. And and we very much practiced in a faith-based way. Um, I didn't have that where the, the views conflicted so much, but I wasn't allowed to speak it. When I went out on my own, I just baby, I put my toe in and I would baby step into it. And I'd say little things that would allude to it. But it really, once I just started, um, I say, start where you're comfortable. Because once I started, then it just went so um, easy. Uh, once people heard that, they wanted more. And, um, and the clearer and louder I got at speaking it, the instead of feeling, I think you, I had to look at this, but you said without turning some people away. The thing is, some people are going to be turned away. When you get a clear message, I think that's going to happen, and that's okay. You want the right people with you. Um, I, I want Joel to kind of allude to this way more. He can do a better job at it. I've done a lot of this because of what he's told me. So go ahead, Joel, and share with them. Or with yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Uh, you hit the nail on the head right there. You know, the question, how do I deliver the message without turning people away? I think the clearer you are with your message, again, it goes back to that clarity attracts, confusion repels. You want to attract the right people, not just everyone. So if you turn people away, that's okay. And I look at that as a good thing. That means you have a very, very clear message. So just yesterday, I was was coaching a woman, and uh, through our conversation, you know, we're talking about audience. And she said, I help women entrepreneurs who have dream killers in their life. I said, well, right there, there's your focus. You work with women business owners, period. And all of a sudden, this, the, the weight was lifted where she didn't feel like she had to help everyone. I help women business owners is her, is her audience. So I would step back and gain more clarity on who is your audience that you want to help and can benefit 
from what you have to offer and then, and then develop that message that speaks directly to them. It's going to be a lot simpler for you and less so stressful. You had made reference to help people get out of debt and increase their financial viability and that you said, okay, I want to do the same thing, but with faith-based. And so, yeah, I mean, you kind of know, but, um, but even are these families, are they single people? Does some of that, would that give you clarity? But also your reference to like, will I turn people away? I think you're alluding to the faith thing. And, um, you know, I, you may, and we know this, I want us to almost use the the Bible verses we kind of went over to kind of think on this a little bit. We know that, that people aren't going to hear God's word. Not everyone will. And not every, some people are going to feel goosebumps and they are going to be goosebumps and they're going to call us silly for thinking that that's the Holy Spirit. And so what you need to do is just be bold and courageous and, and like Joel says, don't be afraid to turn people away. It's a good thing. And there are so many people in this world. I think we have these narrow thoughts on these like 200 customers that we have and can't lose. There are so many people. If you just want to work with the faith-based um, practice, there are so many people that are all in. And there's so many people that are like on the fence but would listen. And if you speak with truth and clarity, it will attract those in-betweeners. So there's such a big audience. Don't worry about it. And Joel raised his hand, so I know he's got some. Yeah, along those lines, an exercise that I have people in my group coaching program go through is how many clients do you need over a 12-month period? So, so start with the end in mind and figure out financially how much do you need to make a living and then backtrack from there to determine, well, how many clients do I need? There's 29 million small businesses in the U.S. Can you work with 10 of them? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's much more manageable. Yeah, yeah. That is when I knew you were going the strategic route. And I did that. Is that message mapping or no? Is that backwards? It, it's, part, it's part of the message map. Okay. Yes. So, um, yeah. And, and Nadia, I know that you're working on a business and other people that are out there sort of doing this too. Joel, is there, I think the link that we sent them to was to meet with you one-on-one. But if somebody wants to know more about that sort of strategy in that process, you know, of going backwards, that was so helpful for me to just plot out, okay, Nikki, you're telling me, well, how much do you think you need to make? Okay. And then working it backwards, it's huge. And how are you going to get there? And it's very strategic. And I just didn't look at things that way. So mm-hmm. that's good. All right, Nadia, I hope that was good. You may, the, um, Joel's email address is off to the side of this at Voice America. So go to an empowerment channel and then look for Living Within the Sweet Spot. That's the name of my show. I also tag Joel's name so you can just type in Joel Kessel, but his links are there. And so, yeah, you know, spend an hour with him, but also and any of you listening, but also, you know, if you're interested in that message map, anyone, you know, do that too. All right. So now let's move on to Dan. So Dan says, I am divorced. I have my children half time. I love God, my church, and I want my kids to as well. When they are with their mom, they are being told that religion is unnecessary and that they are just to love and to be kind. I know this is half a truth and I want to help. I want help knowing how I can go about teaching my kids. So, um, oh, that's so tough. And I think a lot of families struggle with this where, you know, they're divorced and maybe, you know, the mom or the dad is taking them to church and the other isn't or youth group in the middle of the week and the other isn't or whatever. 
But um, there were three things that I wrote down here, and then I, I want Joel's input too. But, you know, I, I have this, Jesus spoke, this is a Bible quote, but Jesus spoke again to the people, and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light in their life. And the only reason why I put this verse in there is because that's how important it is. I think that, I mean, think of your precious children. Don't you want them walking in the light? And don't you want them staying away from darkness? And it's not that the mom's being bad. She's doing the best she can for her situations that she's in. And don't go down that rabbit. Don't don't do that. Just um, stick with what you know. But but what I'm wanting you to know is it's that important. You want your kids to be in the light and their life is going to be so much better if they're not trapped by the footholds of this world and darkness and struggling through all that. So, um, so, so that is how important you have to be convinced to push things a little, um, stress your point a little, you won't regret it. Then all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped to do every good work. So commit yourself to be of God and, and on this path with him in raising your kids and get to the word and slowly teach them the word. You don't need to be so bold and blatant and turn them away, but you can teach them. Like I think I said in the earlier part of the show, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, or you can say the golden rule, but start using some words that are biblic. And when they hear that later, even I think Joel made reference to this, as we get older, we start to look at how serious things are like, wait a minute, am I in my life purpose? And your relationship with God deepens. And it's amazing how these seeds that you plant in children when they're young later resonate. It's truth. It's truth and they know it. So just get them the truth. And then last, I say, teach them about the Holy Spirit because it is living here in the world. That's our gift. So use it. Joel, you have three minutes. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I, Dan, I, I, I think the fact that you wrote this question and sent it in speaks volumes because you are being very intentional because you care and you want your kids to be raised, uh, understanding, you know, having a deeper relationship with, with Jesus and God. So, you know, some things that come to mind when I hear this, and, and I was faced with this seven years ago in terms of, you know, what am I doing? And it was the Carl Jung quote. Nikki, I think you're familiar with this. The most damaging thing to a child is the unlived life of a parent. Let me say that again. The most damaging thing to a child is the unlived life of a parent. Now, listen. Dan, I don't, you fully understand your circumstances, but, but you have a lot going on, but I don't want you to sacrifice your purpose. Um, I want you, you know, some things that I think you can do is just lead by taking action. Pray together, go to church together. They're watching you. So are you doing random acts of kindness when they are around? Not because you're gaming the system, but because that is you and they need to see who you are. Have them see you reading the Bible. You don't even have to say anything, but they are watching you. And I think by doing some of those things, then they will be raised the right way uh, uh, as, as a child of God and because of you being intentional. Yeah, that is really good, Joel. Um, there's a couple things that you said that just mean so much. Um, when you are frustrated, um, there's put on your take off your old self and put on your new self. When you are in a time of, of deep stress, 
trial. You're upset with something. Maybe one of the kids did something wrong. That is your golden opportunity. If you can, like Joel said, grab the Bible and they can see you close it and come out another man, they will know that. If you can pray for them, I never, I I always thought, oh, I didn't do a very good job raising my kids. I'm in such a better place with God and my relationship now. I wish I could go raise them again, but I have grandkids. So, um, so what I want you to know is that as my kids, even with doing very little of that upbringing, as they were 20, as they were 18 and they'd get into a bind, they'd call me and they'd say, mom, will you pray for me? Or they'd have a test like nursing boards or something serious that was going to happen, a job interview. And they'd call and say, yeah, can you pray for me? And they say it a little embarrassed and they're a little feeling awkward about it. And and yet they asked. So so just do the pray for them and to see them, you reading the Bible is huge. I think those are excellent examples. All right. So, Joel, can you take a second and um, tell them again how to reach you? And we'll close. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again. Email is joel at kesselcommunications.com. And I know there's a link there, uh, kesselcommunications.com forward slash begin your change and begin your changes hyphenated. So begin hyphen your hyphen change and you can sign up for a, a time to call and we'll have a conversation about what you're up to. Uh, awesome. Thank you, everyone. We have two weeks left of the legacy um, for you, the legacy that Jesus left for you. Next, we're going to look at what the gifts are if we so step into it. And then last, we're going to um, challenge you. All right. So let's see you next time. We'll see you a week from today on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.